playing 18 to a full 60. Early leads to buzzer beaters. It all starts by getting on the board. Welcome into episode 15 of On the Board Podcast. My name is Colby McKee. Across from me is Lance Dahl. Hello. We are into the first week of the NFL season. Boy, was it good to have that back. It was, wasn't it? What did you do on your Sunday, your NFL Sunday? You were in Calgary. I was you in were, Calgary. You were doing some work things. So. I watched zero football that's, on Sunday. That's unfortunate. I had the the, uh, the plans cleared off. I made time for all of the that. games on Red Zone. So. Nice. That's always um, good. It was great. Great Sunday. Uh, let's start it off with some takeaways from week one. Uh, there were some big time performances. Uh, mo- most notably in the quarterback section, Lamar Jackson had an amazing game. Mm-hmm. Talk about a, a guy who was criticized for not being able to pass. Right. Coming out full force. And Dak Prescott had 400 yards and three or four touchdowns. Let it's funny because the- both of those guys are like quarterbacks you think would run. Yes. Right. And in the case of Jackson, he had what, he had three attempts for six yards. Something like that, yeah. So crazy. It's kind of funny. Uh, a lot of the quarterbacks had very good efficiency days as well, like above 80% passing completions, which I found really interesting. The defenses were not coming to play in week one. No, even like Derek Carr on the Monday nighter had a solid game against the Broncos defense, which I don't know what the hell they were looking like. Like They, they just had nothing. They didn't get a quarterback sack, no. let alone a quarterback hit no. in that entire game, it looks and like. I mean, between Bradley Chubb and... Von Miller, you would have figured somebody would have got through. But At least. No, the Raiders are going to go perfect this season. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the karma, right? Yeah, yeah. For everything they dealt with in the preseason. 100%. Um, Lamar Jackson is now like a really highly ranked quarterback going into week two. Right. Do you think, I've seen some comparisons, and again, overreaction Monday, or in this case, overreaction Wednesday. Yes. Can he be the new Patrick Mahomes of 2019? No. Didn't they play the Dolphins? Week one? That is the question, yes. Okay, so let's ease up. He, he played the Dolphins. And remember, the Ravens did this last year, I'm pretty sure, where they smashed week one, and then they were just Baltimore the rest of the way. I'm not saying that they're a bad team. I'm just saying they played the Dolphins. Look for one. them to probably finish 8-8, eight, 9-7, eight and eight, nine and seven, kind Maybe. of in that realm. Maybe. And I, I just, like, if you're in a league where you get more points for rushing touchdowns compared to passing. Like, I know that one of the leagues I'm in, you get an extra two points if they run in for a score. Yeah. Then you're probably more than happy to keep running Lamar Jackson out there all season because there's added value to it. But, yeah, I'm not even close to saying he's... Patrick Mahomes. That's, That's okay. I mean, that was the one of the takes I saw out there, so I wanted to bring it up. Part of the problem up. is that he doesn't have the weapons that Mahomes has, right? Like, God, not even no. close. And not so that's part of the problem. I mean, Hollywood Brown, his rookie yeah. wide receiver looked damn good. Sure, yeah. No. I mean, he only. I saw he was only on the field for 12 snaps. Something like that. Yeah, Caught something. four catches, two touchdowns, over 150 plus yards. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Mm-hmm. But the, uh, the on-field time was not there. No. I wonder if that increases in week two against Arizona. I would assume so. You got to have your playmakers there. Yeah, I would assume he gets a bump in week two. I, it'd also be interesting to see what that game is like because... Like the Cardinals aren't much better than the Dolphins. They had a like, nice comeback of their bad. own. Yeah, yeah. They're, like they're not bad. They're they're definitely an upgrade from the Dolphins this season. But I still don't know if their defense is like it might be marginally better than than the Dolphins D. So like Jackson could have another. 
big week this week for sure. I believe uh, Patrick Peterson, the star corner for mm. the Cardinals defense, is not playing again. I'm not sure if it's an injury. I don't think it's a contract situation, but uh, he. I don't think he's going to be seeing the field in week two. So that could open things up in the passing game for Jackson. Yeah, and I've been seeing a lot of people talking about... Uh, Talking about the Chiefs going to get Patrick Peterson too, so oh, interesting. That would be that would be a wrinkle, shore up an even uh, stellar. I mean, their their front seven for sure in KC is mm-hmm. dynamite. Mm-hmm. Uh, the in the past, I mean, they lost Eric Berry. I know, I don't know if he's is he back there. Eric Berry, he was a star safety for the I Chiefs. I mean, the the Chiefs have always, I guess for lack of a better word, kind of underperformed on D. Yeah. Like their, their defense has been solid for years, but... Uh, Outside of the AFC Championship game. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. They couldn't yeah. hold a candle to New England. But. By the way, I I don't know that Eric Berry is there. If I remember right, Eric Berry is a free agent still. All right, well, there you go. So maybe shore up the... Uh, the back four, yeah. I guess, with Peterson. That'd Add be interesting. Secondary a little bit. Not only did the quarterbacks have a big games, uh, mm-hmm. big fantasy games for a big fantasy player, but wide receivers. We talked about Hollywood Brown. Yeah. Uh, there was a receiver out of Washington had a great game. A lot of receivers with uh, five plus catches over a hundred yards, and yep. I guess it's it's the the uh, the quarterback play. Uh, influencing their stats, which is great for fantasy players. Sure, a little bit risky plays going into uh, you know next week and the, yeah. the rest of the weeks to follow. But uh, if you had any of these kind of under the radar wide receivers in your lineup, oh, Sammy was, Watkins, I mean, as a number one receiver now, yeah. crazy good. There was a bunch of them though that you know kind of popped up in week one and and had huge weeks. I know a lot of people were happy with uh, having Deshaun Jackson on their team for week one. <laughs> I know that was. Uh, a little bit of a surprise. The first half of that overly, game looked terrible. Yeah. And I had Steve Ball, the Eagles lover, yeah. uh, texting me saying, oh, this is scary. I'm not looking too good. Uh, Eagles aren't looking too good. But then second half, yeah, became a whole different team, just airing it out deep, which was great to see. Right. And apparently um, Tyler Lockett missed practice today. Okay. And so like, if that's anything, then Metcalf there is probably going to get more of a look because he, I think he was the most targeted Wide out in Seattle on week one. I think he had one more, more than uh, than Lockett. Than Lockett, yeah. So if Lockett, for whatever reason, can't play in week two, um, Metcalf would be a hell of a start. Yeah, in their limited passing offense, he yeah. put up some stats. He good did. For, good for them. Uh, the crazy game, we got to talk about it, the Monday night game. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Texans Saints. Yeah. Great way. That was an awesome start to Monday Night Football uh, with their main crew, the broadcasting yep. crew. Yep. Uh, there's a lot of talk about the refs screwing the Saints over, both in the <laughs> end of the first half with the whole spotting of the ball and the timeout yeah. or lack thereof or running off of the clock and then the, the roughing the kicker yeah. when Fairbairn missed his extra point. Right. Um, I mean, as a fan, that was for sure roughing the kicker. That was 100%. a penalty. He hit the kicker. He hit the kicker. I mean, it's it's a it's a very delicate call in a league of contact, but it's it's in the rules, and we all know that it's a thing. So, and then in terms of the whole spotting the ball and the run off of the clock, I'm not a hundred percent up on those rules. I know if it's anything within the last minute or two minutes, they have to run off the clock. Otherwise, you have to call a timeout to actually stop. Yeah, it. the That's- runoff made sense. The only problem was that. They didn't stop the clock when they were reviewing everything. Okay. And so, essentially, they lost about 15 seconds on top of the 10 on runoff. Which is huge. That's right. That could have got them a lot closer for the Will Lutz field goal that he ended up missing at the end of the first half. But, 
I mean, it, it I guess didn't matter. Yeah. It, it, I guess could have changed the outlook of the second half though. I mean, it, because maybe the game flow changes a little bit mm-hmm. because I mean, when you looked at it, the Saints were kind of clawing the whole time and I wonder if game flow would have changed for the Texans had Lutz made that field goal at the end of the half because the Saints come down and score and like coming out of the out of the half maybe the Texans change things up a little bit maybe they try and find more of their running game because the running game was spotty at times yeah um Duke Johnson didn't look like the guy that everyone thought he was going to be in week one for the most part um Laramie Tunsil kind of had a rough go on on left tackle but there was there were some spots that I think it could have changed a lot had the clock been sorted out properly but and at the end of the day, it was a big win for the Saints because their schedule's tough to start the season. Yeah, I saw what it's Rams in Los Angeles this week coming up, week two. Yeah. Uh, I know week four, they're hosting the Cowboys, and I can't remember who week three is. They go into Seattle. Into Seattle. So you're right. That's a tough schedule. Yeah, like, I'm, I mean... If they didn't get this one out, they could have easily gone one and three, oh and four even. Mm-hmm. It's, it's possible. Yeah. I mean, you go in, got to play the Rams, and then you got to go play the Saints, or go play the Seahawks, rather, and then you come home and play the Cowboys like that's a that's a tough first four weeks absolutely I mean like you talked about the deficit if that's a single digit deficit going into the halftime it changes everything yeah I would assume that was the biggest thing because it was just like like the game flow up until the end of that like the last minute of the fourth quarter it was pretty methodical on both ends like neither neither team was really pushing pace at all it was pretty well getting the huddle Line up, call a play. Like no, no one I really think went hurry up at all. Yeah, throughout the entire game, which I mean we've seen more and more of um, throughout the season. I would expect that from from the Texans, but uh, we just didn't see that a lot from either team. So maybe that would have changed things. But did you stay up for the Raiders and Broncos game? You did. I did. I watched the whole thing because oh. I didn't get enough on Sunday. I didn't get any <laughs> That's on right. Sunday. You needed your, your football fix. Uh, was there any big takeaways? I know, like you said, we Carr had a good game. Yeah. Uh, that Denver defense didn't really touch him at all. Uh, Darren Waller, tight end, had yeah. a lot of targets, as well as Tyrell Williams. That passing game was working. Josh Jacobs, uh, the first running back with 100-plus scrimmage yards and two touchdowns since LaDainian Tomlinson in 2001. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great uh, player so, to be named beside. Like The thing for me with the with the Raiders is if if their offensive line can be half decent throughout the season like Derek Carr has proven at points in his career that he can be a top end quarterback I mean he got hurt that one what was it a couple years ago right before playoffs hit and that kind of took him out of it they were a legit AFC favorite yeah everyone was talking about damn like the Raiders look good and so if Carr can find a piece of that you mix in Tyrell Williams, who was arguably the most overshadowed wide receiver last year playing for the Chargers. Yeah. And Josh Jacobs, who's a top flight uh, running back this season. I mean, you, you saw it when you were doing your fantasy drafts and you saw Josh Jacobs was going high. Uh, there was a reason for it. And and Waller, I mean, this guy came off of a practice roster. Mm-hmm. Like John Gruden found him on the side of a practice roster and said, hey, Bring him in. Freak athlete. Yeah. Like a, a elite athleticism as a tight end. Yep. So that's something that uh, Jared Cook had success as a tight end and with Oakland last year. Yep. And hopefully he can, uh, you know, carry on that tight end tradition, I guess. In yeah. A, in they, they'd be, they're going to be an interesting team if they can sustain any part of what they did against Denver. Just don't uh, follow the trend this week. They're facing no. the Chiefs. No. That's going to be a bloodbath. 
probably, or mm-hmm. it'll be a massive shootout. If again, if Derek Carr's oh, legit, interesting, yeah. If Derek Carr's legit, it's going to be a shootout. Interesting to see. We'll find yeah, out. I, I have no idea. It's just it's not going to be good probably for the Derek for the Carr Raiders, elite in the same sentence. Yeah, has not been uh, hasn't said. been in a while. <laughs> hasn't been in a while, in but he years. was once upon a time. Uh, along with all the stats, along with all the the hype, we had a lot of injuries and yep. injuries to key players this week. Uh, obviously, Tyreek Hill yep. tops the list. I would say uh, four to six weeks with him and the collarbone, or it's a shoulder. I think it's a. I honestly didn't. Yeah, look. something in the upper body. So he's out four to six weeks. We talked about Sammy Watkins. Uh, the, he's being the number one receiver. You got to target him. He's going to be a great uh, fantasy play. Yep. As well as in uh, daily fantasy as well. Nick Foles also broke. His collarbone. He's out indefinitely. Yeah. They had to trade for a quarterback to back up your boy. What's <laughs> Garnet Minshew? No, that's Gardner. Gardner. Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew. Yeah, boy. That's your starter. Yeah. Into heading into week two. Pick him up. Uh, just today came out Hunter Henry tore. Yeah. Uh, he broke a kneecap. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's out four to six weeks. Yeah, he got the Christian Yelich. Very. Yeah, we'll talk about Yelich in a few minutes here. But uh, Henry, I mean, that's a tough blow. He's coming off an ACL. Mm-hmm. I think it's in the other knee. So you're looking for him to be a bounce back tight end candidate in fantasy. Tough blow for four to six weeks. I guess you're better off from a fantasy perspective. Just get these out of the way week one. Yeah. Like, just get them out of the way now. That's true. Uh, Darius Geis also heading to an MRI for his knee. Yep. Uh, so Adrian Peterson now steps back in the limelight. He goes from a healthy starter. scratch, healthy scratch in week one to a week, uh, week two starter and potentially a flex in some people's lineups. Yeah, I like guess yours. so. <laughs> well, I've thought about it. I don't think I'm going to do it. All right. I, cool. I I picked him up because I think there's some value in the security of of him if he like if he has a good week this week and he's on your bench. I mean, you're going to have more confidence playing him next couple weeks. Hundred percent. Yeah. No, he's a value play. Like he could be a season long uh, handcuff. More, even he'd be more of like uh, uh like a DFS play. Yeah. Like if you're going to pick if you're into like the daily. Yeah. Like then I would lean more towards AP because who knows it might be able to sneak you a touchdown or two on the goal line maybe I don't know yeah who knows um, Joe Mixon injured as well yeah his ankle so that's that's concerning from a guy who was like top five in yards last year on the ground that's uh, that's kind of a problem for for Bengals. People. His MRI apparently came back clean. There right. is a shot he plays in week two. We'll have to see how his practice schedule goes. Uh, another injury is Tevin Coleman. He has a high ankle sprain. Yeah. The ankles are, if it the wasn't an ankle or collarbones, those are the injuries this week. Right. Uh, so he is for sure out week two. Mm-hmm. Um, in comes Matt Breda, who has an injury past of his own. Right. As the lead back, you got Raheem Mozart in there. Uh, Jeff Wilson could be called up from the practice squad. Yeah. I'm I'm not big on like a lot of people are saying like add Breda and like mix Breda in your well, lineup. I just I can't see it. Again, maybe DFS, but he's probably going to be inflated too along with like I feel like AP might not be as as inflated as as Breda is going to be. Breda should have not been able to be picked up to be honest with you. He should have been no. drafted or been a handcuff to somebody yeah. in drafts. So yeah. if you can get Breda, I I'm all I mean he's He's a top 20 play this week. He's a running Probably, back too yeah. this week. With the amount of volume he could get if he stays on the field, if he's not so dehydrated. True. That's the other thing is he went off the field this week because of dehydration, but we'll Naturally. have to wait and see on that. Uh, we've gone through probably 15 plus minutes without talking to Antonio Brown yeah, and the drama that happened over the weekend. Oh, yeah. Um, so you wake up for Saturday right? and he posts his video about 
saying to the Raiders, release me. And he right. re- uh, leaks a co- conversation between him and John Gruden that apparently was above board. He okayed it. Uh, then he gets his release. He gets what he wanted. How stupid was that video he put on YouTube? Yeah, I know. I watched it. It was it's two minutes. stupidest fucking thing. <laughs> uh, I mean... Like, that was awful. He... He's... I don't know. Like, he's just... He's his own player. He does not give a shit anymore about anybody but himself. You should worry about his career. It is it is well, not looking good. So he then later that afternoon, he signed to the Patriots. Something that probably the whole world knew that was going to happen. There was, was memes for weeks thing, about right? him getting a, a seventh round pick. Belichick uh-huh. in his chair drinking a, uh, what's a vodka and orange juice? A screwdriver. Yeah. Yeah. You nailed it. I didn't know. I mean, you're the bartender, so I right. thought you might know. Um, all those memes out there. And then, yeah, comes out, was it yesterday, the whole rape charge? And mm-hmm. we're not going to get into that because that's not our business. But more drama swirling around Antonio Brown. Yep. Does he survive? Let's let's go. I've heard over under week eight, the Patriots cut him. Do you think he's on an NFL roster by week eight? Not anymore. Yeah. Patriots don't do that, man. They don't, They don't care. Like yeah. if you have problems, you're gone, and like I, I mean, I I get that they, like it's a team first thing with the Patriots. They are all about the collective and not about the individual. That's why it's weird to see him in there in the first place. But then I remember Randy Moss went there. And Josh Gordon's still there. Yeah, he's yeah. not a team guy. Well, I mean, we don't know that for he's sure. He's turning around. It looks like. Yeah, we don't know that for sure. I think he's just he likes the weed. And that's <laughs> I think that's okay. A little bit stronger than the weed. Well, sometimes, yeah, yeah. But that's that's okay. Whatever you want to do, Josh Gordon, it's your life. But <laughs> I just I, it, it seems like even like Brown to the Patriots is a hill too far for them to climb. Mm-hmm. And I mean, sure, like if 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 it somehow works out, then I mean, look out. But it, it's just really when you see the allegations come out against Brown, I just. To me, it's not, it doesn't scream like something that the Patriots would want to get behind. I mean, there's a lot of teams that would. There's a yep. lot of teams that don't care. I mean, I'm sure Jacksonville would take them tomorrow. 100%. But I I, I feel like it's something the Patriots are going to get out of before week eight. There was a, not a report, but Adam Schefter went on ESPN in the States and said even over the weekend, there was something fishy going on with Antonio Brown. There was reports. There was unconfirmed stuff. Yeah. And even though the Patriots claim they didn't know that this was coming down the pipe, even though they signed him on Saturday, I feel like they would be dumb not to at least follow the tracks on this one. And like, if yeah. if they knew anything, they this might you know let them off the hook for signing him to the the, the one year deal with an option for next year. Right. There's an option deal on this right. one too as a team option. So I really don't know that anyone knew. Like I don't even, yeah, I don't think anyone knew. I mean, honestly. Schefter's report. I mean, I. In in NFL, he's he's God. He's the Woj. Yeah, but so I think I, everyone kind of learned about it for the first time when it came out. Yes, I feel like there was. I feel like there was, this was out of left field, more or less. Okay, and just because it doesn't scream like something the Patriots would want to deal with. No, like, I, I I could see them picking up Brown after the allegations come out and the fire starts to cool off a little bit, but it just doesn't seem like they would have if. If they were to do their due diligence like we assume they would, I feel like they would have not signed him because they would have known that something was coming up. It's not in their nature. You're right. I mean, that's just, that's what makes it very. In all fairness, I mean, they've gone through a bunch of players 
that, like you said, have had a questionable pass. Yep. We go back to Randy Moss and his antics. Albert Hainsworth, remember the big defensive yeah. tackle? Yeah. And his deals. Oh, we talked about Josh Gordon. There's been multiple examples. Uh, Ocho Cinco yep. was also a Patriot for a short time. There's been multiple examples of Patriots being like, it's their last shot. Mm-hmm. This is their last shot. Mm-hmm. Tim Tebow was on a team. Was he there? Yeah, Tim Tebow was a backup quarterback for... Wow. I don't know if it was maybe a training camp, but he was a... He, he wore a jersey. Good for him. I'm sure if you find those uh, Chinese... What's he doing no- with the Mets? Those Chinese knockoff sites, you could probably get a Tebow, Tebow Patriots jersey. Sorry, yeah, go on. You As, keep talking. No, it's okay. As you look up those stats, let's head to the ice. Okay. To the game of ice hockey. <laughs> <laughs> Heading to the ice for the game of ice... Uh, he's played in 77 games this season. Yeah. He's had 264 plate appearances. In AAA, yeah, uh, he's got four home runs, nineteen RBI, and a buck sixty-three average. I was gonna say he's hitting below two hundred. Yeah, he is. Well I think we looked below, this up before. Well below two hundred. <laughs> um, Why is he in AAA? Is like that's not that's not I for don't him. No, that's not for him. He climbed real quick. He, he went was from the in fall league to the A to the high A to the double A. It's gotta to be a promotion AAA. thing. It's gotta be a promotion thing. I don't. Yeah, I'm not really sure. Oh, he stole two bases though. So. Anyway, <laughs> those legs are ice. Uh, lots of signings in the NHL. Not big on the the star RFAs like we've been talking about all summer. Right. But a couple names uh, stand out. We got Zach Wierenski. Wierenski. Mm-hmm. Signs his three-year deal, $15 million. Uh, that's five per season for Columbus. That's a good deal. Him and... Him and Seth Jones now locked up uh, pretty long term for Columbus on the back end. Yeah, that's well, it's more of a bridge deal than I thought that he was going to get. I thought they were going to commit to Wierenski a little bit longer because he's uh, one of those sneaky, reliable, potential top flight defensemen. I mean, the kid's something like 21, 22 years old. So So, yeah, they didn't buy into any free agency years, so we'll have to wait and see how how his next deal goes. Yeah, because he'll still be an RFA. Yeah. Because he won't even. I think it, UFC is like twenty-seven, something like that. Ish. Yeah, he'll still be an RFA afterwards. So good signing, though. They got him locked up to start yeah. the season. Pavel Zaka, three years, six point seven five in uh, New Jersey. That's insane to me. That's a cheap deal. That's in. That's absolutely. In, I know Pavel Zaka hasn't really done much, but like six overall pick in yeah. 2017, 2016, something like that. Uh, really, fifteen. Yeah. Okay, so he's a he's a fifteen. So, but I mean, loads of offensive potential, and I mean, you pair him with some of the likes we talked about this with New Jersey when they got Subban with uh, now with Heizer and Jack Hughes and Taylor Hall, and the list goes a little bit deeper than that. But yeah, they could use uh, Zaka in a top nine role. Yeah, I mean, coming out of his draft year, there was the the overwhelming thought that he would be a top six top three kind of guy mm-hmm. and I mean he's like career wise he's been a playmaker more than anything so it's like if you're gonna bring Zaka back for a little bit I don't think that it's the worst thing to try and get him going with Taylor Hall no hundred uh, percent Jake Gardner guy UFA that's been on the market all summer long he got a four year deal with the Carolina Hurricanes with a shade over four million a season yeah that is a great deal. Yep, really. That's really not good. what he was looking for come July 1, but that's the deal he had to take in September. Well, and rumor has it he was getting offered about a million and change more per season to go play in uh, in Montreal mm. and said, thanks, no thanks. I'll go to Carolina and, and hang out with Dougie and we'll just talk. <laughs> no, that's all we'll they'll do. go check out museums together. Whatever Dougie does on his Maybe days eat off. some Carolina ribs. Or oh, there you go. Now we're talking. Something like that. Watch some right. uh, Duke or UNC basketball. 
Oh, I'm I'm sure he will for Duke, sure. Duke isn't Carolina. No, North Carolina is North Carolina. <laughs> yeah, North Carolina would be <laughs> what, in North what is, Carolina. What is Duke? Like Duke is a is a basketball team, but like what is it? What do you mean? Like, where is it in the states? You know what? I'm gonna let you decide. You, you, when you figure it out, I, you let I me know. I thought you're looking at it. No, I'm looking up other stuff. <laughs> okay. About Jake Gardner. <laughs> if anybody knows where Duke is in the world, you honestly don't know. Well, like Durham, it, well, North Carolina. Oh, so it's also a North Carolina yes. team. Yeah. That's why the rivalry is so good. Yes. And it's, it's, <laughs> I'm bad. I'm bad at U.S. states, as you can tell. Um, yeah, great deal for Carolina. That's not the deal that he wanted to sign, but now it also means that guys like Justin Falk is on the trade block, potentially going to Anaheim. They're talking. Carolina and Anaheim. Yeah. Is that mm-hmm. a fit? I mean, Anaheim's also a roster that has lots of D-depth. They do. Of, so they I, do. I, mm, wouldn't be stunning, I don't think. Yeah, I mean... Seems like it's possible. Carolina's got a lot of deep depth as well, so yeah. we'll have to wait and see. Well, that's that's the thing, right? They're somewhat both deep. Yeah. I think Carolina might be a little bit more. Doesn't quite make sense. No. Uh, Jumbo Joe signs his one-year deal. He goes back to the San Jose Sharks of 41, 40 years old. Yeah, he's old. Yeah. He's old. At this point, it's just he's old. Um, I know Patrick Marlowe is not interested in signing back with the Sharks, making that reunion. He's looking elsewhere, uh, just as a shark side note, I guess. So he's gonna go to Edmonton. Maybe if, if he gets the, they have no money. They got no money to pay him. I, I honestly, I don't know anymore. I, I don't know what. I don't know anymore. I don't know what Marlowe wants to do. I mean, he could just hang out this year because he's got a buyout that's gonna pay him. Yeah. What if he goes? Like, what if he goes to the Kings or the Ducks somewhere in in California? By the way, the Oilers just checked. Yes. Million and a half in space. Yeah. They could do it. What? Wasn't he making like five per last year? Yeah, he's got a buyout. He can take a one mil deal. You would for think a so. Year. Yeah, uh, Flames. They bring back Michael Stone after cutting him loose last month. Good. So they, <laughs> after talking about getting the uh, depth on defensemen externally, yep, they kind of did it. They kind of didn't. Well, they did, but now they're just paying him more. I guess I. I I don't know. I don't think. I don't think it is more. I think he's making seven hundred k. He wasn't making more than that before. But he's on a buyout. Oh right. Yeah. Right. So So he gets his money plus the seven hundred k. Exactly. Interesting. So I mean, you might as well pay the guy twice. I guess. I don't know. Right. It 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 makes sense for them. They still got to find money to move out. I I don't know where they're finding it, but they got to find it somewhere. Yeah, that fro leak fro leak trade has not been uh, in the cards just yet. Like that, he was one of the names that might have to go. Well, yeah, I was texting a couple of buddies of mine today. I was like, literally trade for leak for whatever you can get. Bag of pucks. At this point, sure. Yeah. Like the 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 money is way more important than anything else because you have Kachuk and Mangiapane who need to get done. Right. Like just bring them in, give fro leak to anyone who wants him in his one year, like four point three left. Yep. And work with the cap space because if they once or if they can move for a leak they'd have around like 11 mil should be enough to get Kachuk and Mangiapane done you gotta think I would assume I would hope so if Marner doesn't take his 11 mil that he was offered by the Leafs back in June on there like it's term now it sounds like it's term and it's whether the Leafs want seven and the player wants four or five, and are they going to come to the middle on six? I mean, we figured it was it was going to be term when it got this late, right? It's not money. Yeah, no. you're right. If if they're legit with the eleven mil that they offered, them, oh yeah, because we that's all a knew great the, offer. We all knew the Leafs were committed to the dollar amount. It was just 
I think that the concept of term was different between each player. So exactly. We'll have to wait and see. I mean, we're getting down. Training camp is there's some rookie tournaments going on right now. Something like around that. the league. So like training camp is right here. Was it oh, camps open Friday? Yeah. So man, got to get these done. Yeah. I, I'd hate to see them not start the season, but it's looking like it's more and well, more like so many, lots still. of them too. So many. Uh, in Major League Baseball, we talked about it a little bit ago. Kristen Yelich also has a fractured kneecap. Same yeah. thing as Hunter Henry. He is out for the season for the Brewers. Uh, big loss. Together. What's that, sorry? I said they can rehab together. They could. <laughs> I mean, he could go out to California. He's sure. got He's got the look. He's got like a, oh, yeah. a surfer look to him, yeah. Kristen Yelich. Yeah, he's not playing baseball anymore, though. Um, talk about the slim playoff hopes of the Brewers. They, I mean, they're still in it because they're only a game back of the wild card uh, of the Cubs. Yep. And only, it looks like, five games back in the division. Right. So it's there, but Yelich is a major, it's major not there part. Anymore. It's not there now. Their lineup is just not good enough around him. No. No, to... and even if they do get in, like it's still possible to have half a month left to play. Mm-hmm. Even if they get in, you, you can't lose Yelich and make a run. It's just not possible for Never. the Brewers. Uh, not only is the team in trouble, but his NL MVP chances also take a hit. Yeah. He was right up there with Cody Bellinger. Um, yep. I, I mean, the only thing that kind of separated those two was Bellinger's defensive stats are off the chart. Right. And Yelich's stolen bases are his extra category that kind of right. set him apart. But other than that, you could flip a coin and either of those guys could be MVP. And now it looks like, I mean, I got a couple names on here that could threaten Cody Bellinger for the NL MVP title. Right. Does anybody stand out to you or is this Bellinger's to lose? Bellinger? <laughs> no, I... <laughs> Can't even like I don't know. Rendon I mean, had a good yeah, year. I've got Rendon on here in his batting title. He could win a batting title. Uh, I got Cattell Marte as a dark horse. He's had a, a heck of a season in Arizona, although the team is bad. Yeah, let's pretend like we didn't mention him. Ronald Acuna and the forty forty club. Could you imagine a day where Kettle Marte wins an MVP? He's having because I couldn't. He's having a great season. He hasn't even had the most RBI on his team. No, I think Eduardo Escobar does. Oh, really? I, I think so. I didn't know that. I think so. Good advanced stats there. Uh, Ronald- no, that's just RBI. That's not advanced stats. That's just RBI. <laughs> it's only the box score. Yeah, yeah. you literally look at it every <laughs> box score you ever look at, ever. But Ronald Acuna, I mean, that this kid is a star. Yeah. If he, he gets the 40-40 and that Atlanta Braves team is cruising in the NL East, mm-hmm. that's a, he's a great mm-hmm. player. Like He could threaten. It's true. Potentially. Yeah, I, I would say Acuna probably gives you the best look. Yeah. Maybe Rendon will get a couple votes. By the way, it's not even close between Escobar and Marte. Really? Yeah, Escobar's been better in like everything ex- except average. Even home runs? Yeah, he's got two more. He's really? I know. Eduardo Escobar, who would have thought? I did not. I mean, I've Edu- I, <laughs> your I have- top two are Eduardo Escobar and Kettle Marte. No, because Goldschmidt's gone and yeah. all that good jazz. I mean, I have uh, Marte in fantasy. That's why I know he's been great. I don't have Escobar. I mean, his his average is no joke. Like yeah. three twenty eight going into uh, or three twenty six rather going into the, into today. Not a joke. He's but, threatening uh, Rendon for sure for the title, batting title at least. Yeah, we'll see. Um, quickly, the battle for the season run season. Oh my goodness, single season home run record. Oh, there Say you that go. thing twice. Single season home run record, single season home run record. Go hey, on. shut up, whatever. <laughs> the Twins and the Yankees are uh-huh. just bombing home runs all over the park. They are. 
Um, they're both breaking the last year's record. Was it last year with the Yankees so. at last year's? I believe so. Um, who comes out on top? What's your thoughts on this? The Yankees. I was going to say Yankees. Probably. But Twins have been doing it like all year. I feel like the Yankees kind of hit a big surge when they played the Baltimore Orioles. We talked about how Glaber Torres yeah. hit like half of his home runs off the Orioles. It's like 36. Crazy. Crazy number. And like damn near 20 of them came against Baltimore. And that's without Stanton. <laughs> right. Stanton's been out a long chunk of the season. Yeah. Uh, I know Edwin's been out. He's still got 30 plus. It's crazy how they're hitting it in uh, Yankee Stadium. So, and Dave Dombrowski, it's too bad that Jesse isn't here. <laughs> the yeah. Bean sock, the bow socks, excuse me. Uh, the bean socks. The bean, I was going to say bean town and bow socks. Me the bean socks. The bean socks. Hey, who's uh, your favorite team? The bean socks. <laughs> sounds like it should be a kid's book. Red socks, a, a white socks, book. bean socks. A kid's book. That actually should, you should write the it. Beans, isn't, is it Jack and the Beanstalk? Jack and the Beanstalk, yes. Not, not bean socks. Not the bean socks. Uh, close. That's Dave Dombrowski. <laughs> Jack and the bean sock. What? Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> I can't even. Dave Dombrowski. Oh, is, is he a team president or is he a GM? Did you know Cody Bellinger has 11 steals? <laughs> Does he? It's not as many as Yelich. No, but his on base is 410. That's pretty good. Wow. Uh, Dave Sorry, Dom- what were we talking about? Dave, 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 <laughs> Dave Dombrowski out in Beantown. Apparently, he's having a beef with Mookie Betts. I'm trying to get my B's enunciated correctly. Right. Okay. Um, okay. Mookie Betts, apparently, from rumors in Boston, will not negotiate a long-term deal with Dave Dombrowski for some reason. Right. So internally, they're probably like, get this guy out of here because Betts is our number one priority going into years to come. So, right. And I mean, it's crazy how he can go from a World Series champion to out in less than a year. Doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. But it's we're here now. It's and the it's business all about of baseball. What, it's what have you done for me lately? That's how every sport is at this point. Totally. And so uh, this is it's very weird because the longer like this conversation's really heated up more and more and more. And it's starting to make me think that like maybe Mookie doesn't come back. I'm really considering I know Jesse was like gung ho that he's staying regardless. I don't think this is it. I think they I think they should still keep him. Yes. And it's gonna help when JD Martinez's money comes off the books. I don't know if it's this year or next year when um Betts' contract is actually up. But JD's money is gonna come off and that's gonna help sign this guy. Sorry. Um twenty twenty. After after next season. That's when his contract's up. Yes, exactly. Not yeah. this year, upcoming off season, but next off season. So no. I don't know if Martinez's money comes off this year or if it comes off next year. To aid, oh, I believe this year. This year, his money's done. I believe so, I don't have it in front of me. I mean, neither. I don't have a computer. But um, how do you live? <laughs> a thing called a cell phone. Oh wow, is valuable. Wow, wow. Um. Anyways, we'll wow. see what happens in B Town. Yeah, I'd, they got to make the decision this off season. Though. They do. With this sales money gonna... coming back up, or his his new contract kicking in. We talked about it before. Yeah. A lot of money is being invested in in Boston. So. I re- I still think that Boston's the type of team, and they know the l- league and the division they play in that they have to spend when it, things like this come up. Right. And like, I get you're going to be paying tax out of the ass if you keep Mookie Betts, but man, I I would I would be hard pressed to think they're not going to do it. Titles mean a lot. Yeah. 
So yeah, they do. You play to well, win. Well, apparently the not game. that much because Dombrowski's no. already gone. That's so. right. Uh, as we're recording this on Wednesday night, the Toronto Blue Jays are hammering them eight nothing. Nice. So not looking good. Good. They job. already lost last night uh, in a close one. Everyone's this freaking out that Toronto might lose a hundred games. That's like what, it, like that's what this is for. <laughs> All of this is for the development, and maybe you get a better draft pick this year. Yeah. Oh, by the way, you mentioned stuff about Dombrowski and Betts not getting along. I have no idea. I didn't I didn't see any of it, but I just no, wanted to put that out there. I, I haven't seen anything like that. I haven't read anything like that. I've heard on uh, on a podcast yeah. that they're having some issues. Which is, I guess, would give you some kind of explanation. I, I just genuinely didn't really look into it all that much. No. I, I just don't know if... That, that seems to make the most sense is that Dombrowski fell out of favor and they want to do something about it, but... Yeah, apparently know. he was trying to get him multiple times, uh, whether on the phone or in person, to discuss contract, and he wasn't having it. Right. So that's what I've been hearing in my deep inside sources. Wow. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, <laughs> the World Cup of Basketball... fucking high right oh, now? No, I was just doing a sound effect. Go on. Go on. Uh, World, Cup, again? <laughs> World Cup of Basketball going on. Can you do it again? What? The sound effect? Do it again. No, we're okay. Do it again. We're good. Fucking do it again. USA loses to France. Do it again. Do it again. And do it again. all the world is talking about France upsetting the States. Do it again. Just one time. <laughs> no, one I'm time. not doing it. Let's move on. Just one time for the kids. <laughs> and I'll stop asking. Just do it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> The USA, a team full of NBA players, yeah. loses to France. Now, France right. has some NBA players of their own. Is Cristobal Huey playing there? <laughs> no. no. Oh. He's my favorite French sports star. What about, like, uh... Actually, that's a lie. Zinedine Zidane. The Kylian Mbappe. Um, who? Kylian okay. Mbappe. Who's that? Look him up. I'll show you after. Okay, thanks. He's ridiculous. Um, okay, any thoughts on the oh. USA losing to France? Um, wow. <laughs> yeah. Right? I mean, when this tournament started, and even before it, when we thought Canada was going to send a full roster, we said, you know what, the Canadians might be able to push them. Might be able to push the States. Will they beat them? Probably not. But mm-hmm. they might be able to give them a game. And then early in the tournament, States looked like they were having a little bit of trouble. And I was like, holy shit, like, teams are actually pushing them. And lo and behold, here we are. So, like, what I thought about it after what we talked about with Team Canada potentially doing and then how their first couple games in the tournament went for the USA, I thought, like, it's not inconceivable that someone's going to knock them off. I probably wouldn't have guessed France. Yeah, no, not this early in the in the playoff format, I guess, for the World Cup. Right, because what, now they play for fifth or something? Yeah, they're playing fifth, and they're playing a very tough Serbia team with Jokic and Bogdanovic yeah. and some other NBA players who they had arguably the best offense in the World Cup of basketball. They did. Up and until they lost as well. they lost. Yeah. So all these uh, top flight teams, I guess you could say, are, are faulting. faltering. Yep. So. Yeah, a little bit, but um, I mean, I guess the Americans at the end of the day don't care. Well, Do they really care? Next year when they bring back LeBron and Durant and Curry, this is not going to matter. Like they just don't they don't care about the World Cup, I guess. They just want to go win the Olympics and that's that. Yep. It's not like they don't have to qualify the World for Cup's anything. Just not there yet. Not I cool. wish the World Cup got to a point where people cared more and I wish the schedule made more sense, but especially in this country, which we talked about in previous. We're not going to get into Canada basketball. No. But, uh yeah, so we'll see. I think the it should be wrapping up fairly soon. 
uh, this whole World Cup of basketball with, uh, I think they lost in the quarterfinals, the U.S. did. So we got semifinals and the finals coming up uh, in the near future. Yeah, well, I guess so. If, if whatchamacallit, <laughs> That's kind USA of how is works. playing for fifth, right? That's right. So they've got a semifinal game for, I guess, third and fourth, and then you got your final game. Spain and Australia and Argentina and France. Very interesting matchups. I know Australia has had a great run. Like Spain, uh, Spain's winning this, right? No, I think Australia is winning this. Really? You think so? Yeah, I do. So the winner of Spain, Australia wins. Is that what we're saying? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because the other side is Argentina, Argentina or France. France. Yeah, I think so. I I don't, I don't want to put money down on it, but I have a good feeling on it. Uh, locally, Medicine Hat Tigers, they are continuing with their preseason. They've got a, Things get going for real next week. Yeah. Let's what, go. We're 10 days away from the season opener. We are. Which is great. I am ready. Season tickets are, not season tickets, single game tickets are on sale now. They are. here at uh, Medicine Hat. So if you want to go to the Canal Center box office or ticket There's a bus going as well. Sorry to cut you off. That's okay. There's a bus going too, right? You were you were talking about it? Yeah, I saw online. I think it's LD Coach. It's a new new uh, Facebook page I saw. LD Coach. LD Coach, I think. What what are my initials again? <laughs> Lance L- Dahl, LD. LD. Is that, is that <laughs> Did mine? Did you start up a, uh, another adventure? Uh, not an adventure. <laughs> what word am I trying to look Endeavor? for? Endeavor. Endeavor. <laughs> <laughs> did you start another adventure? <laughs> what did you do, you crazy guy? Uh, I did not, but apparently, yeah, it's a thing. If you want to get in on it, though, uh, go to the Mess Tigers on Facebook, Twitter, whatever it may be, because uh, you got to get in by Friday. Yeah, That's the, the f- deadline. They w- a week before the game. Yeah, they want to get everything. It's LB, Coach, by the way. Oh, I just, shoot. I know, I read I it I apologize to LB and all the owners yeah, and the sorry, staff. Sorry, LB, LB coach. coach Limited. We are. Uh, we cannot read. But if you've listened in previous podcasts, you know that I can't read. So you know that you I don't know names. I don't know names of Mavericks players. I don't know. Fuck. <laughs> Thank God that season's done. Hey, uh, that was bad. Colton. Um, I think his name is Colton Klingberger or something. Colin. Oh my God, I got it wrong again. Colin Klingensmith was the guy you're coming oh up with. Oh my God. Uh, but in any case, yeah, it's going to be trying to send a bus out to Lethbridge for the season opener on the 20th, and then the Tigers will be back on the 21st. Very excited for the year. Very, very excited. The Tigers made a small trade yeah. uh, earlier this week. 18-year-old Evan Fredette from Portland Winterhawks for a conditional eighth-round pick in the 2021 entry draft. Uh, I, like I said, probably backup just for Sogard and Bjorklund. It looks like Sogard is going to stay in Ottawa Senators camp for the foreseeable future. So they might need somebody to back up for for Bjorklund. Yes, kind of interesting that they traded for uh, this this Evan Fredette. But uh, yeah, I guess insurance policies and insurance policy. I mean, if you're giving up a conditional eighth, like, okay, go, go ahead and do it, right? Even last year, I know Bjorklund got into a couple games, even when Sogard and Hullet were around. Uh, whether yeah. it be for the World Juniors when Sogard was gone, uh, if there was an injury, perhaps the Bjorkland was a backup at least and got into a game or two. Yeah, I remember um, there was one game at the Canalta, mm-hmm. and Bjorkland didn't like feel a puck for like nine minutes, and I was like, yeah. "Oh God!" And I was this like, "Probably his first game, I think." Right? I can't. It was it was something like that. I, I can't remember the exact scenario, but I just remember that he hadn't seen a shot for like nine minutes. The closest one was like a wrist shot, thirteen feet wide, <laughs> oh my and he was like, "Okay, good." And uh, he actually played well that game, but. In any case, yeah, Brooklyn will be good to hold on the fort if Mads isn't back in time for the season to start. But Exactly. I Lots of teams have. around the league are probably having players uh, going to NHL training camps. A handful, too, for so. sure. A handful, yeah. for sure. Excited for the season to kick off, and uh, we'll be talking more Tigers next week. I'd like to get 
Uh, I haven't talked to you about this. I guess we're kind of opening the curtain. We're trying okay. to get a Tigers uh, staff member on board yeah. for uh, future interviews. I'd like to get an interview going. Got okay. some connections between you and I, so we'll sure. look into that going forward. I guess so. You just put it up <laughs> I did. Hopefully. Spoiler. If anybody wants to jump on the podcast, we'll more than gladly uh, no, not anyone. have the conversation with you. Not anyone. I meant There's a lot of people I don't want. Oh, within Tigers hockey? Oh, no. Tigers are fine. Okay. I thought you just meant people in general. No, no, no. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't like a lot of people, so. Tigers hockey. We'll have, maybe get a preview <laughs> into the season. That would be next great. Uh, anything else you want to comment on? We're going to wrap this baby up? Nope. Okay. <laughs> no, I think that's good. Time that to go good. home, have some dinner. Oh, uh, yes. Thank you very much for listening to us today. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash podcast on Twitter at OnTheBoardPod. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Music, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And Lance? As a test, if you're listening to this still, type in thanks into the comments. Excellent. Let's for, see how that goes. <laughs> for Lance Dahl, Colby McKee, have a great week. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to On the Board. Subscribe now on your favorite podcast platform and find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash on the board podcast. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>